Welcome back to the Past Remote Travel Diary with me, James Chalmers, and my lovely partner, Tina Chalmers. Why are you talking like we're on thoughts for your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was just doing like a little soft intro because I'm not sure whether the episode's going to be like jammed together as one long time. Hey, welcome back. I'm doing a hard intro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, we- the weather is a balmy yes. 24 degrees. Yeah. Um, okay, we're back. So, I wish it was 24 degrees. Oh, tell me about it. So you may be listening to the rest of the episode, or this might be a brand new one. I'm not sure how it's going to go up yet, so deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing we were talking about was uh, a crazy woman in, uh, what was the store the, called? Uh, Waitrose. Waitrose, Waitrose. And like her Scottish pounds. Irish, Irish pounds, pounds yeah. and watching Babe Station. So we're talking yeah. about TV. Um, so I guess now what we'll dive into is the trip in general. Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, Tina and I are not in Australia right now. We're smack bang in Glasgow, Scotland. We've just left London this morning and Paris before that. So what we're going to do is kind of do like a little recap of our trip so you know what we've been up to while we've been gone and then we'll dive into the other half. What are we doing? 60 seconds? No. Why not? Because the... But then we're going to be just talking about it for like 10 minutes. Well, that's what we'll do. We've got other things to talk about. Well, we only have like one little thing to review, really. So. There's someone over there. There's someone over there. There's someone over there. <laughs> we'll just like kind of list things and we'll like elaborate where necessary. Okay. So not quite 60 seconds. It's not a Nick Cage film. No, it's Fast and Furious, James. Hurricane Heist. That movie looks ridiculous. Have you seen that? Wait, is that the new one? No, there's that poster we saw. Like, I remember I had to stop and point out. I'm like, what's that poster? And it's a picture of cars driving away from a tornado. And it's called The Hurricane Heist. It's by the director of Fast and the Furious. And it has the same oh, font yeah. as Fast and the Furious. Um, we are going to go and see a movie tonight. We're going to go see Game Night, hopefully, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to wait till 11 o'clock at night. Because it's the only time it's showing. But we're so gonna... weird that they show movies at 11 o'clock at night. But we wanted to see a movie overseas to get the whole theatrical, cinematic experience in another country. We didn't get a chance to do it in London or France, so it's going to be Scottish cinema, but that's okay. It's going to be good. Yep. Hopefully. It's meant to be a good film. Um, but yeah, let's talk about our holiday a little bit. So we started off in Paris uh, after a 22-hour yeah, flight. Yeah, like that. Um, it wasn't too bad. The flights were fine. I thought... Yeah, um, I mean, as, as as well as a 22-hour flight goes. Yeah, it know. definitely... Like, we got back... When we got into France, I was destroyed. Like, I think I fell asleep for a bit and I had a headache. And then we were, you were like, let's go out for dinner. And I was just like, I want to die. <laughs> um, and I wasn't hungry, but then I ate a half a chicken and I felt a whole lot <laughs> better. better. Um, food in France is... is amazing. amazing. Oh, my God. Even our, so amazing. Even our worst meals were great. So we yep. had the... The half a chicken and confit duck the first night. Yeah. We had more croissants than we probably yeah, needed. Yeah, we croissants. Kind of got over the croissants a little bit. Amazing crepes. Yeah, really good crepes. crepes were great. I uh, we had the chocolate and vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Crepes and then was it Suzette that you had? The crepes? Uh, uh, Grand Marnier's um flambe. 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 Yeah. Um, which was really, really good. They do these ham cheese toasty things. Oh, the croque Where they monsieur. get like, yeah, the croque monsieur. Actually, we had the croque, uh, croque madame. And it was, they do like ham cheese inside the, the bread. Like a normal um, toast sandwich. Like a normal toast sandwich. And then they grill cheese on the outside of it. And then they do a fried egg on top of that. Mm. And it's just like... Oh, and serve it with chips. And serve it with chips. And, and that was so breakfast good. one morning. It was really, really good. Uh, we had creme brulee every day. Yep. Because we wanted to try them all. And the best one was the bourbon vanilla one. Yes, that one was very good. 
had some steaks as well. Yeah. I'm trying to think what else we had. We had a lot of food. I had snails. I had snails too. Yep. I had did not for love the first them. Time. I liked them because it's basically just garlic and butter. Mm. And I need my food to be more than just garlic and butter. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'm happy with my food to just be garlic and butter. Um, I can't remember what else I had. Like, because it's, 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 like, it's a while ago now. Like, yeah. We um, didn't get a chance to record any earlier, but we ate lots of food. Let's just mm. put it that way. Um, uh, then we travelled to... We caught the Eurostar over to London. Or do you want to talk spent... about the things we did in France or not really? Well, like, this isn't a travel podcast. No, no, but like, it's we are the... Met pa- okay, we went and saw the Eiffel Tower. Okay, well, maybe we not, went maybe not that, but the like... Triumph. Maybe more like, I don't know, um, things that are relevant to the show. Like, we went to a couple of French comic book stores. Yes. Which are very cool. Like, and the interesting thing that I learned about comic book stores in France is they don't sell comics. Not like the traditional individual issues. And I couldn't figure out why. And then I finally realised it probably costs way too much money. It takes too much time to translate every single individual issue. Yeah. So what they do is they just wait till they're in trade paperback form and they release them. But they release them in these really nice hardcovers. Like better than any of the trades I've seen in an Australian store, an American store, mm. um, a British store. Because I've been to a few British ones now. Just these gorgeous hardcovers so I actually I picked one up um, it's all in French but I got a book that I already owned I was like oh, I'll get the that I already know what the story is just yeah. want to have a cool memento from France but yeah some really cool stuff there um, and then yeah the rest of the stuff was basically touristy things and eating lots of uh, we had macaroons and yeah. different desserts of, yeah. kinder terrible kinder terrible kinder cakes yeah um, I'm trying to think what else we did but um yeah, just touristy stuff. Mm. Um, so then we caught the Eurostar to, to London, yeah. which is like a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour train yeah. ride. Um, and London, I really enjoyed. I feel like I loved France. I loved France. Like France is probably the most dangerous place we went to in as much as yeah. there's a lot of um, gypsies and stuff. And it's one of those... A lot things... of pickpockets. you got to be careful. you got to have your wits about you. Well, I didn't have... I. Talking about pickpockets, I left the hotel with empty pockets every day. Like yeah, I, didn't have I my, had to carry all your stuff. I never had my phone on me, never had my wallet on me. It was just we only had. Yeah, because like the... I had to carry all your stuff. Because you had the safety bag, mm. the slash-proof bag. Yeah. Um, that was your decision. Mm. Um, but that was what, look. We more than I more than made up for it when I was pushing both your suitcases up the Lego ro- road today in Glasgow. <laughs> um, I will say this about Europe. Their streets are awful. I can't, I tri- yeah. tripped over so many bricks. Yeah. Um, but then we went to London. And again, as I said, I loved, loved, loved London. Like London, as much as I love Paris for the food, I love London just... I don't know what it is about... The culture. Yeah, I guess it is. And I liked... I even fell into the hole of, like, I love the shopping there now as well. Mm. Um, and their food as well. Like, their food... like. The food in France is so dainty and rich and, like, this wonderful... Yeah. But the food in London is just, like, fry it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, here's a steak and chips. Like, my first meal in Eat London... Eat it with gravy! My first meal in London was literally battered and deep-fried halloumi with chips. Yeah. And that was a meal. Yeah. And then I found out later, that's what they refer to as a vegetarian fish and chips. Yeah, which is uh, awesome. Uh, and it was, it, I think that was my favourite meal from London still. Like, mm. oh, and Jamie Oliver's restaurant was good as well. Yeah. Um, that was really good, actually. Uh, went to a bunch of comic book stores in London, went to uh, Mega City. Yep. Which is very cool. I found some cool individual issues, some back issues. We went to uh, Forbidden Planet, Planet, which is kind of more like Minotaur. Um, it's probably... Once it's kind of it's a franchise, so they have like multiple locations and stuff. So I liked it, 
it's more of a pop culture store. But what I did like about it was that basically the second floor was just a bookstore. They just had like novels in mm. there and stuff. Mm. Um, so that was really cool. Um, my favorite place, I think, of all was HMV. Yeah. Which we used to have HMV back uh, in Melbourne, or definitely Sydney at least, at one point. Um, and it's just kind of the same job that I have. Like, I just sell DVDs and stuff as well. But they have access to way more titles. Yeah. So I ended up buying, like, 22 Blu-rays um, because I couldn't get any of them back home. But they're all great stuff, so... Well, that's okay, because I bought 100 things from Harry Potter Primark and you did. Platform 9 and 3 quarters. I got one thing from Harry Potter Primark. Yeah. Um, oh. No, I got I got all the things. I got a Slytherin scrunchie. I got... um. Uh, like Harry Potter suitcase. I got Harry Potter runners. I got Harry Potter workout gear. If it had Harry Potter on it, I bought mm. it. Let's just say that. And we need the workout gear because we've eaten so much food yeah. while we're away. Like, <laughs> oh, I can't. Yeah. I mean, as much as I'm loving it, I am looking forward to going back and trying to lose some of this weight because yeah. I was kind of heavy again before we went away, like heavier than I've been in a while. But now I'm just. I mean, I must be ugh, just just eating so much junk food. It's also good, and like we've been having all the British candy bars. Yep. And most of them, pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've actually, and one thing that surprised me is I've been loving the mineral water over here. Like, you would mm. think mineral water is the same everywhere, but it's not, and it's so good over here. <laughs> it's uh, all Scottish mineral water. Yeah, I guess it's from, it's from the, the Highlands. Yeah, that's what it is. It's pure and clean. Um, so we did touristy things in London as well. We won't dive into that too much. And then we also, what did we see, James? We went and saw a show. Went and saw School of Rock. School of Rock. The uh, stage show, uh, which I loved. Yeah, it was awesome. The kids play the instruments live. Mm, the last... And they do an amazing job. I guess it's, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. I mean, look, if you've seen the movie, you've seen the show. Like, yeah. the only it's di- pretty much exactly the The only same. difference is it's full of like original music. And I won't spoil the songs for it because the songs are great. Um, but the last numbers last couple of numbers it's basically just your rock show that's yeah, what it is yeah um, um and like it's great because the like yeah the last the last two numbers or the last couple of numbers the because you got the orchestra as well because obviously mm. the kids the kids play live every time that they're on but mm. obviously they're not on all the time so you still have to have like your reprises and mm. your like intermission music and stuff like that so the orchestra um, obviously does all of that. And then the last, like, two songs is just the kids playing. Mm. And so the or- it was so fun because the orchestra literally, like, got out of their seats and were, like, standing at the banisters watching the kids play mm. the guitar and the bass and the drums and stuff like that on stage. It was just fantastic. It was just really, really well done. It kind of felt like... Um... Matilda, if it was a little bit edgier. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Like, maybe not... Like, like a grittier version. Yeah, it doesn't quite have the same heart as Matilda, because Matilda's... Yeah, Matilda's very imaginative. It's very, like, fantasy sort of thing. Mm. But um, they're both in, still, like, thematically quite similar. Um, yeah. And I got the same kind of rush of excitement that I got from watching Matilda. So, really great show. Hopefully they'll bring it down to Australia soon. Like I reckon they will. Um... Yeah, it'll go. It'll do really well back home, I think. Mm. Uh, and I want to see it again. Like I had a really good time with it. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that I've been bummed out of the most is I don't have my computer with me, so I can't get the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> play that soundtrack because it's so cool. Um, and look, it didn't feel like you know how sometimes you see 
um, like on TV, or like whenever like someone tries to interpretate, interpret rock, it's like, oh, we're doing a rock thing. Yeah. It's not rock. Like mm. You can kind of tell it's like, hmm. Like, I mean, a perfect example is like Glee. Like if Glee did like the yeah. rock episode, <laughs> it'd be like hollow notes or something yeah, like yeah, the yeah. softest rock ever. And I was a bit worried going in because Andrew Lloyd Webber, and even yeah. though he's obviously a fantastic musician and composer, um, he's done like all his wonderful musicals. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, this just seems like I didn't know it was him. Like when you when we got up there, I'm like, hey, they put Andrew Lloyd Webber's name up there, and you're like, yeah, he did the show. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, yeah, well, I was sure, like, going mm-hmm. in. Um, but no, nailed Cause it. Because I did not like Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm. Um, and I was scared that it was going to be in that same format where it's just singing. Yeah. Um, and it really wasn't. It yeah. was really, really yeah, good. Yeah, no, none of this story singing. Like, there, yeah. I mean, there are, like, the songs that tell a story. Yeah. Uh, like, Mount Rock is obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are stuff like that. Um, but no, it was a more traditional, I guess, modern musical, but not a jukebox musical. Like, yes. Um, which I also am not a huge fan of. In fact, I think, like, 90% of the songs were original. The only... So- they do bring some songs from the movie in, but I won't say anything yeah. else. Mm. Um, I'll let people wait and see it. But um, as a movie, I haven't watched in probably at least 10 years now, and I love that movie. Mm. Um, I was so impressed at how well they did. Like, they were very faithful to it, but still, like, made different, like, made changes where they needed to make changes. Yeah. I thought it all worked. Mm. Like, every change serviced the story. Mm. Um, so I dug it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I had a really good time with it. Um... And that's kind of all the, I guess, I don't want to dive into like, we went to the bridge and we went mm. to this. So I guess that's kind of everything we did. Like yeah, in London. we went to pubs every single day, basically. Pretty much. We had to like slow down on the going out because it's yeah. expensive. Um, discovered great cookies in London. Yep, Ben's cookies, really, really nice cookies. Really good cookies. Um I guess that's, that's yeah, London. Yeah, and then just caught the train up to Glasgow, and now we're in Glasgow. Yeah, so this morning we took a four, five-hour train ride mm-hmm. um, to Glasgow, uh, driving through, uh, training through Scotland. It's a little bit of snow, mm. but uh, it's just a bit dreary at the moment, not really too bad. Yeah. Uh, that weather is still to come. Mm. We'll be all right. I hope uh, so. Oh, actually, you know what? We did do some movie stuff in London. I want to, I want to go jump, jump back a little bit. Uh, we went to Paddington Station and saw Paddington oh, Bear. Oh, yes. Oh, that's right. We went to Paddington Station. Uh, and we went to Platform yesterday. 9 3 quarters, which yep. we talked about. Uh, we went to Wells, which is... Yeah, oh my God. I can't believe that we forgot to talk about that, right? You yeah. talk about that. Um, and we also went to Stonehenge, which has nothing to do with movies and TV, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Stonehenge. Um, we went to Wells, which is the birthplace place of Edgar Wright, the filmmaker, uh, and is also the setting of Hot Fuzz. So we went down the main strip, we saw the pub, we saw the big archway, we saw the fountain, we saw two cathedrals, one of them is definitely from the movie, I just couldn't remember which one. I couldn't figure out which one it was. I'm pretty sure it was the church, not the cathedral. I agree. The more I think about it, the more I think you're right. Mm. Um, it was really good. It was yeah. really, really cool. Like, as you walk, because it's such a, first of all, it's a really nice town. Mm. Um, you can totally see, like, you know... Edgar Wright growing up there and and feeling all like, you know, contained by this small town and wanting to break free, sort mm. of thing. Um, but at the same time, it's like still a really really nice town. Um, and then as we walked up the street, you know, you just see that fountain. Mm. Um, unfortunately, there were well, 
double-edged sword. It was it was nice, but at the same time, it marred our vision. Uh, they had all these markets because that's like along the main strip. Mm. So they had all these market stalls set up so you couldn't get a clean image of the the fountain because mm. it was like mark yeah market stalls set up everywhere. Um, but it was nice to see market stalls and mm. we like walked along along them and stuff like that. I was um, a little disappointed because it seemed like for the most part no one cared about Hot Fuzz in that town. Yeah, I think they were a bit over. Maybe they were a bit I mean, over I guess it. that film is over 10 years old now. Like the pub did care. Yeah. Like we went to the pub and they had photos of all the guys and like a signed police vest and stuff. Yeah. So they did have some stuff and there was a Hot Fuzz tour, uh, which we found about later on. Um, but for the most part, it seemed to be just like, we live our lives and, you know, he's in Hollywood now. So, you know, this is I just... think it's more of a case of, you know, like on the signs, it said, um, England's smallest city. Yeah. And it's like, and I think they're more focused on, oh, this is the historical place. I think that's Rather just... than going, this is where the movie Hot Fuzz was I shot. I think that's just London though. Because we went to other places well, like we went to Lecoq Abbey. Mm. We didn't get to go in because we were a bit late, but that's obviously... No, but they have Harry Potter things there. Mm. Um, at Lecoq Abbey, like in in the potions room, you could they talk about like potions oh, okay. and stuff like that. So yeah, that's where they shot some stuff from Harry Potter there. Mm. And then on the same day, we also went to Slough. Yep. Um, simply because um the office that's where the office is set. Yeah, the British version of the office is set in Slough. Um, probably the l- probably the least nice place we went yeah. to. <laughs> it felt not not even that it wasn't nice. It just felt a little bit rougher there. You could just yeah. kind of tell, you know, because London itself has been very like beautiful and like. Even with the homeless people, it hasn't been, like, rough at all. Like, last year we went to America. I think I've talked about this before, but I talked about how, like, intimidated I was. Like, just going out there just didn't feel quite comfortable, quite safe. Like, it just felt, like, a little bit... Always felt I need to be kind of aware of what was going on. But yeah. in Europe, even in France, I didn't feel it compared to America. Like, yeah. And London, the same way. But Slough was a little bit different. It just felt a little bit rough. We were only there for, like, not even five minutes. And we well, didn't even one, leave the car. It was one of those things where I was like, I don't really want to get out of the car. Like, yeah. Um... um but yes, we so um, yeah, we did we did all of that. So that's the movie and TV stuff that we forgot to mention. Mm. Um, so now we're in Scotland, and we haven't really done much since we've been in Scotland. Like we got didn't get to the hotel till like three. Uh, we had to walk up all these roads, and I was getting all angry and <laughs> annoyed at the because I've tripped over so many footpaths in Europe because they're all old, and, and like, they're all they're not single slabs of concrete. They're like little tiles of concrete mm, but i lost it in scotland today because they're <laughs> like they're all like just none of them it's like a puzzle where you do 10 <laughs> different puzzles and just grab a piece from each puzzle and try to make it something out of it i kept tripping over i was just like getting real angry and i hurt yeah. my leg and i was just like i'm done with this <laughs> but um but we're here now so that's all good and we haven't really done much um exciting at all mm. uh we went out for lunch that was pretty good um i had a very burnt brownie but aside from yeah. that um, that was all good, and that's pretty much it. But we did watch mm. a movie. We've watched one movie. Well, actually, we watched Spider Man last night. Yeah. Um, but we watched one movie together, uh, or one and a half, I guess. And that is how we're going to dive into the Road to Infinity War, the ongoing topic um, of this show. We're way behind because I think Infinity War is out in four weeks, <laughs> and we've just started Phase Two. Yeah. So we've got a lot of watching ahead of us. I don't know how much more we're going to get done. I might end up watching them all by myself when we get back to Melbourne. Yep. But, um, we watched Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Um, and now we were a little bit restricted. We had to watch it on a laptop on a train, sharing a, he- a headphones between yeah. us. So definitely not the optimal way to watch 
uh, Iron Man 3. But, loved it. Like, I really yeah, did. still really love that movie. Yeah, I definitely like it more than 2, even though I enjoyed 2 a lot when we watched it. Um, I had a lot more fun with 3. Uh, I remember the first time I watched 3, I was kind of like, I didn't like the Mandarin twist, and I didn't like him being out of the suit so much. There's a whole lot of different things. But now, like, rewatching it, I'm like, this is definitely a Shane Black film. Like, you can tell. Like, if you've ever watched, like, Lethal Weapon, like, it feels like Lethal Weapon. Like, mm. like that style of film. It's toward the third act. It's a buddy cop film with him and yeah. Rhodey. Like, mm. um, and I like the twist now because you have to remember, like, the Mandarin is kind of a racist character. You kind of can't have, yeah. like, a, you know, mustache twirling Asian villain called the Mandarin. <laughs> like, it just doesn't work mm. uh, anymore. But, um... No, I had a really, really good time with it. And all the effects hold up. Yeah, absolutely. All the Iron Man, all the suit stuff. There is so much suit work mm. in this movie. And it's really cool. Mm. Like, all of it. Like, everything. Obviously, like, to at the end where we see all the different suits, there's that. But mm. even if you just put that to one side and look at the rest of the stuff, all the different ways that the suits come on, all the different, like, um, mechanisms and ideas that he's come up with, like... They're really cool. Mm. Really cool concepts. And it kind of really pisses me off that he destroys everything. Because mm. I'm the kind of person who's like, no, that's so much work that you've done. Yeah, but I think it was like part of his recovery and stuff as well. Like, um, No, but so much work. I like the whole post-traumatic stress disorder thing. I really enjoyed yeah. that. Um, the, I love the scene, the barrel of monkeys scene. Yeah. When like all the people are falling out of the mm. plane... That's a really good scene. It's just so well done. And, like, it's very much about a hero. Like, that's such a superhero moment. Like, <sighs> even when, like, when he realizes he can't do it on his own, but he can still, like, save them all if he just gets them all to watch it. Like, just yeah. so well done. Um, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is on the top of his game in this film. He's just yeah, he really is. It. He really is. Um, yeah, I, had a, I don't know what else to say. Like, I had a really, really good time with it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I I always really liked this one. Um, yeah, I was I was thinking about how I would react to that whole Mandarin thing now that I know that he is uh, fake, mm. sort of thing like that. Um, I think, I think, at the end when Guy Pierce is like, "I am the Mandarin." Mm. And all that sort of stuff like that. At that point, I was like, um, yeah. Like, we pieced that together mm. 45 minutes ago. Well, he doesn't say it like that. He's, I think he's a little bit more subtle, where he's like, you want the Mandarin, here I am. Like, Yeah, it was basically, that's basically what he's saying, yeah. sort of thing like that. And so I was like, I thought that was interesting that that they put that line in there because I was like, uh, the doy, obviously. Yeah, I feel like that's probably... Like, a... he's basically all but said it and now you've just made him say it. I feel like that's probably a studio note, like, where, pre- okay. where the studio's like, you... Hey, by the way, you need to actually say They're it like, you the told won't get it. Everyone thought Ben Kingsley was a Mandarin and now he said he's not, so you have to tell the audience who the Mandarin is. Yeah. Um, that seems very much like a studio note, but that's mm. fine. Like, that didn't bug me all that much. I think he's a really cool villain. Like, I liked him as a villain. Uh, I liked his motive Again, I liked his motivation. People were like, Marvel has terrible villains. Like, it made sense. Like, he wanted to be in business with Tony Stark. Tony Stark was a jerk to him. And he was like, well, instead of seeking revenge publicly, I'm going to take anonymity and build... Yeah, but all 
also, I mean, what did Stony, Tony Stark do? He left him on a roof for 20 minutes. Yeah, but do you know what I mean? It's like... No, no, it was more than that. He said, like, the first... He's like, the first 20 minutes, I thought yeah. you were coming. The next couple of hours, you know, he... Well, then it's his fucking fault for standing up there for hours. But you have to also remember, if you look at the kind of character he was, it's obviously it's very weird. Yeah, that's, that, that's the problem with him as a character. That's not the problem with Tony Stark. Um, I mean, look, this, but you have to also, I think you have to also imagine that, like, Tony Stark is probably the last in a long line of people who have treated him that way. Like, yeah, that's true. Look, I'm not saying, like, oh, he is just a... No, I'm, and I'm not saying that Tony did the right thing. Well, I'm not even but saying... what I'm saying is, this guy's holding a grudge for, like, 20 years because he got stood up by his boyfriend. Well, no, he also used, he was like, you know, I, he's like, you told me, like, if I'm nobody to you, I should be nobody to anyone. And if I'm anonymous, I can do whatever I want and hide behind something that I create, which mm. was the Mandarin. So I liked all that. I still haven't really found a villain problem. Like in all the movies we've watched, all the villains, are, for the most part, make sense to me. I think they're motivated. I just pretty... feel like he's a woman scorned. That's fine. Like, um, and I, I forgot that he breathed fire. I liked that. Like, no, that was... yeah, that's true. Um... I like Pepper getting a little bit more to do in this film. Yeah. She has to wear the suit and she gets to have the extremis. Um, yeah, I dug it all. Like, even the little boy, isn't that annoying? Like, Yeah, the... no, I love him. He's great. And he's coming back in, I think, Avengers 4. Oh, is he? He's announced as being a cast member. Oh, so... cool. And I have my own theory on this because in Avengers 4, there's a lot of discussion of, like, there'd be some time... Either time travel or alternate mm. timeline. Mm. I'm wondering whether, like, in an alternate timeline, he's Tony's son. Mm, I don't know. I reckon maybe because he's left all that stuff... Tony left all that stuff for him. Mm. Maybe he's been, like... Maybe he's, like, another version of... Um, who's the young girl in Wakanda? Oh, Shuri. Yeah, so, like, maybe he's, like, an American version of her. Where he's, like, now that Tony's given him all this stuff... Mm. He can be like, hey guys, like, I've come up with all of this stuff. It's you weird because totally it's. Use a, it. I'll lend it to the Avengers. It's a five year setup. Like, we haven't seen this character in five years. Like, I, that's how old Iron Man 3 is now. Like, it's five years old. Mm. Um, and that's how long since we've had an Iron Man film. Luckily, he's been in Avengers, and then he was in Captain America Civil War, and then he's in Spider Man. So, we've had plenty of Iron Man. He hasn't had his own film. And, like, watching this, I was like, oh, this feels like the end of a trilogy. This feels like yeah. the end. Like, it feels like the end of the story. And then we keep getting him back in these other movies. But it feels like his own personal arc is basically done. So. Yeah, it does. Um, so, I know that... Because I really like Iron Man as a character. I don't, I'm not ready to see Iron Man go in the Marvel films. Well, we don't know if he's gone. Like, he said, like, he'd be willing to do another Iron Man film if they wanted to do it. Mm. I think at this point, Marvel just, like, we have to keep building, like... Yeah. At this point, like, I'm... And, you know... He's been in how many movies? Like, the first... He's done three... Iron Man's four Avengers films, Spider Man, Captain America: Civil War. That's nine movies. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, and I don't think he's gonna make it out of these Avengers films. I think if not this, if not probably not this one. I think by Avengers four, he's probably dead. Like. Yeah. Um, but you don't know. Like we learned, the, there've been a couple of like announcements regarding actors that aren't coming back after Avengers four. Like some news has broke. I won't spoil it here because. That bummed me out, and I don't want to ruin that for anyone else. So I learnt of some actors that aren't coming back. I won't announce it on here. So Tina doesn't know. I'm not telling you. I'm going to let everyone just kind of go in clean if you can. Yeah. Um. But I can say that Robert Dandrew was not one of them. So we don't know. He might not die. Yeah. But I think he... Pr- if not... 
there are a couple of theories of people have been like, you know, maybe he'll die and then but he'll have left like an AI version of himself. Because mm. like in the comics right now, there is no Tony Stark. Um, that he in the Civil War two storyline, he got left in a coma, I think. But he left an AI version of himself, kind of like another Jarvis. Yeah. And now he's the consult the Avengers consultant. Oh, okay, cool. So um Is I he wise cracking? Uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I always thought that he would be the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., like at the end of the first Civil War story, like he became the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm. so, um, although someone said maybe Cap could become the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. That so. makes more sense to me. Well, if you remember, like in Civil War, he was kind of against the government, he was like a rogue... Yeah, but it would make sense for him to then become the head of it in order to make it better. That's do, true. Do it for the right purposes. Yeah. Um... But because yeah. he is the first Avenger, so it would make sense. Mm. He's the leader of the pack. Maybe he was the first Avenger dot 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 to die. That's horrible. <laughs> um, okay. Um, the first person to die is going to be Bucky. Nah, I don't think so. Mm, but Bucky becomes the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, if def- Bucky gets his own movie. Well, Bucky might become Captain America. Um, anyway, back to Iron Man 3. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about that show. I, I really enjoyed it. I really, yeah, I I really did enjoy it. I don't know how it ranks for me, though, because I, at this point in time, I love them all equally. I don't. Okay. I would say one, then three, then two. Hmm. That's how I'd, I would rank them. Uh, what did I? What did I give one and two? I've deleted the original scores. I've only got the aggregate. Oh I've only got the aggregate scores, like the ones that all three of us have voted. Um, but no, I think you gave you gave the first one a nine. I remember that yeah. week because we all gave number one a nine. I think the second one I gave an eight. Maybe number two got an overall score of seven point three. So, um, I think I gave it a seven. You might have given an eight. Yeah. I think I gave it an eight because I really like number two, and mm. I know that that's a controversial thing because not a lot of people like number two. I don't think it's controversial. I mean, I it, really like. I, I guess it is a little bit controversial, but I also think that people are wrong. Like, because I watched it, and I had a great time watching it. Like, yeah. Not as much as the other movie. I think it was my second lowest ranked film out of the out of phase one, um, but still like totally watchable, enjoyable, and I feel the same with this one. Like a lot of people have issues with three, Iron Man three. But I think it's really fun. Like, there's some really good stuff in there. Like, yeah, it's a little bit cheesy. And, yeah, it kind of doesn't feel like Iron Man 1 or 2. But Mm. that's good. Because Iron Man 1 and 2, like, 2 kind of feels a bit like a carbon copy of the first one. Which is why people didn't like it. Yeah. And 3 feels like, yeah. 3 definitely moves on. Yeah. And it feels like, I remember, like, when I first saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, this is dark. Like, things are going to happen. And then it wasn't as dark as I wanted it to be. But going back, it is... Pretty yeah, dark. It's pretty dark. Yeah. yeah, it just, you know, has a standard like kind of happy ending. Like. I think I've decided and I'm gonna vote it out of limited edition Dory the Explorer watches. Nice. I think I'm gonna vote it eight point five because I just find it too difficult. Like it's like splitting hairs with these movies. Mm. So um I'm not voting it eight point five because I like it more than Iron Man two and less than Iron Man one. I'm voting it that in order to average all three out because they're all fantastic in my mind. Nice. So 8.5? Yep. And I'm giving it an 8. Mm. It's not quite 8.5 for me because it's getting close to Captain America First Avenger and Iron Man 1 and Avengers. I don't think it's quite as good as those, but it's mm. pretty close. I think it's a lot closer than people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I had, but I had, I had a blast watching it. Like, mm. even in the restricted way that we had. Where we even, had to... like, I was even falling asleep on the train and I was still enjoying watching mm. it. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Um, the next film we'll talk about is Thor The Dark World. Yep, a which co- we started to a watch. A film that people hate. It is mm. the lowest ranked of all the Marvel films, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, we're about an hour and 15 in. Um, we were watching that on the train as well, and then the train came to it. The station, so it just yep. stopped. But we've got the USB and we've got a TV with the USB input, so I reckon we'll get a chance yeah. to finish it. But already, can I say, um, ever since you pointed out that like Natalie Portman just doesn't have anything to do with these movies, mm. and then you were saying how like it was great that oh, no, Pepper Paltrow Pepper, or Pepper Potts was like had more to do, had more to do. She did all this stuff. I've been, like I was watching it. I was like, wow, you're right. Like Natalie Portman does. Nothing. She has more to do... There's more for her in this film no. than the first one. No, that... She's not doing more. I didn't say she was doing it. Yes. It was more for her. There's as in, more, like... Yes. It's like it's about her and she's burdened. That's right. But, but she's not actually doing anything. Mm. The only thing she did was reach her hand forward. Mm. And everything else is doing it working for her. And it's not her fault. Look, that's just the script. Yeah. Um, like... Honestly, like, I'd probably prefer... I think I said this, but the first Thor movie as well. We're not reviewing Dark World at the moment either. Yeah. Like, we're going to talk about that probably later. Um, I would almost prefer Kat Dennings in that role. Yeah. And just give her... Just let her be the dorky girl, like, fawning over the beefcake. Like, cause yeah. she kind of does that already. Yeah. Uh, and she brings some, some humour to the films. Like, that's a concern a lot of people had was the first two films don't have a lot of humour in them. And they do have some humour, but they are mm. very serious. But I don't mind that. Like, I think Ragnarok is a little bit overkill. I, re- yeah. I rewatched Ragnarok on the plane, and I enjoyed it less. And that might be because I was on a plane as well, and they did censor it um, a little bit. But, um, yeah, again, I was just like, oh, man, like... Too, the, I just I found it, yeah, too jokey. Um, mm. too Which much... is a very unpopular opinion. Yeah. Like, I've noticed everybody that I speak to about it... They're like, how can you? How could you have not found it funny? How could you have not liked it? It was amazing. I do find I'm it. Like, I, I do find no, it funny. Like it, I just, think it was like there. Like the jokes. The jokes that work for me work really well. Yeah. The problem is too many jokes. Like yeah. and like just to enter spoiler. Just chill. Just to enter spoiler territory for a second for those who haven't seen Ragnarok, and if you haven't, definitely watch it. It's, it's great. Yeah. But the problem is, like, there's a punchline. There's two, like, there's a punchline right after Odin dies. Mm. Like, that's a big moment. There's a punchline after Asgard is destroyed. Like, that's it takes away from. Yes, that's right. Because uh, these films are big mythical epics. I know they want to get away from that because obviously they had issues with the first two, with some audiences. Um, I've since recanted my opinions on the first movie. I really like that first movie since rewatching it. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, Ragnarok, just a lot of jokes. But yeah, there's room for more humour in this first two films. I think Kat Daniels could have brought a lot more. She was given more to do. Um, but so far, I'm digging I it. I think Eric Selfig running around Stonehenge naked is pretty funny. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the problem with the version we're watching as well is we don't have the subtitles for the elves. Yeah. So I don't really have much dialogue for them. But I've seen you on the train. I'm like, I think he's just saying something... Maniacal about yeah, wanting to stop Asgard. Yeah. yeah, like that's probably what it is. Like, think about the ether. Yeah, um, you don't need the subtitles. The ether looks shit. Oh, I liked it. Oh no, the scene where like she, because it's already in her, mm. and then like she's in Asgard and everything goes red, and she's mm. looking out and she sees it. 
It looks like it's from a night a video game from nineteen ninety nine. Oh, I didn't notice. PS one. I'll have to have a look again when oh, we finish this. Bad. Um, it's got this weird like black outline around the whole thing and. Um. Anyway, we will t- officially review Dark World yes. later. Um, but yeah, so the road to Infinity War is going slowly, but we have a few quieter nights coming up now. I think, but there's not much going on in Scotland. Like I think we do most of our stuff during the day. So maybe at night we'll watch some movies and just kind of relax with how we go. Mm. Um, but after Dark World is your favourite Marvel film, Winter Soldier. <sighs> uh, but we'll that's going to be a chore. But we'll see how we go. Um, I think that's it. Unless there's anything else you want to talk about. No, I'm pretty sure that's everything. That's it for our very short, uh, our shorter episode of Past the Remote. If this is, you know, just a solo thing, just like a half hour episode, if it's all together, they can bring us in for about an hour or whatever. But, um, that's what's been going on while we're in a way. Next time we sit down, we'll review Game Night and we'll re- finish reviewing Dark World properly and we might even have Captain America for you, depending on how Tina goes with watching yeah. that movie. Um, I also have a few movies to review that I watched, but I'll wait um, until we have a little bit more time. This is just kind of a... We had like a little bit of time to, to spare to talk, so that's why we're doing this now, but I'll sit down and talk about them properly later. Um, you can find me and all of our travel exploits uh, on all social media at James Chalmers Seven, especially my Instagram feed, that's where most of it's going. Um, Tina is on Tina's Hair and Beauty, um, and you can check our website. But there's nothing new up there at the moment. In fact, this episode will just go straight to iTunes. It won't go to our website because I won't have time or access to the website. I said website a lot. Um, we're gonna go have more delicious food and watch a movie, and we will see you soon. Uh, that's Tina Harrison. Uh, nope, that's <laughs> Tina Chalmers. And I'm James Chalmers, and we'll see you soon. Thanks, amigos. We didn't talk about that either. We went to the London Zoo. Yeah. Okay, see you later.